There's that popular saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I kind of, I got mixed feelings about that because sometimes the best things just come out of nowhere or when you go off plan. But also I know in my life that where I, where I fail to plan for myself and making space for the way I want to feel in my life and my vision for the future. If I don't plan it, that is where I fail. We know that you were born magical. We know that you are intuitive and we know that you are brimming with everyday enchantment. Here at the Sisters Enchanted, we believe in intention, we believe in intuition, and we believe in everyday magic. Welcome in to the Expedition to Soul podcast. Today, we're talking about planning for the year ahead and how I do that. And uh, really, I got to tell you, there's really only like three steps for how I do that. It's really simple. And I'm going to share that with you today. And also, though, we're going to talk about why people don't do this, what makes it feel hard and how to get past those barriers. So that's probably the more important information because, like I said, the steps aren't that challenging. Uh, today, if you're listening to this in real time, it's December 14th and it's my birthday. So happy birthday to me. One of the things that I love about having a birthday this time of year, as an adult anyway, is that my solar return lines up right around Yule in the new year. And like all at once I get to do this. What's my next year of life look like? And also my next you're ahead. And it, I love that alignment for me though. I will say that as a kid, you know, I did not love having a December 14th birthday because it was always like my birthday and Christmas mixed together. And my birthday presents all had Christmas wrapping on them. Or like I'd get one thing that was a double whammy gift. <laughs> this is your birthday and Christmas present. And I was always so jealous of those kids who had birthdays like any other time of the year. Uh, but in my family, actually, we got a lot of birthdays around now. My mom's a December baby. I have an aunt whose birthday is uh, almost every year on the solstice on Yule. My husband's nephew, it's my nephew, um, my brother-in-law's kid. He was born the day after Christmas. Uh, Anna's baby Imogen, she's December 13th. That was such a joy. Although part of me was really hoping that she would just, if she's going to come the 13th, like come the 14th so we can be birthday buddies, but I still call her my birthday buddy. Uh, so a lot of December baby energy in my family. Uh, something about that Sagittarius energy, I guess. Although my aunt and our nephew, they, they're Capricorns. My aunt's barely a Capricorn. <laughs> she's like one of those cuspers. Uh, could have been, could have been a Sag, could have been a Cap, leans more Cap. Anyway, I digress. Nobody cares about any of this, but happy birthday to me and to every other Sagittarius baby, uh, November or December or Capricorn, Decembers, whoever you are, wherever you are, we can all celebrate the return of the sun on solstice and bask in that glory together. Some of that celebration energy for all of us. So maybe because of my birthday, because of the time of the year, I love to plan for the year ahead. I have a background in working with people who have ADHD and executive function challenges. So 
really struggling to organize themselves, which I think also contributes to my love of all of this planning and getting a jump on the air. Also, the my lifestyle is very very full. So I am the operator of the Sisters Enchanted and I teach here and I make podcasts and all of that good stuff. I'm also a homeschool mom. I help care for my grandparents. We travel like five months of the year around the East Coast of the U.S. just exploring new places and hiking, doing cool stuff. So it's really important to me to have everything planned out. So here that I take and then we're going to talk about why people don't do this in their life, like what trips people up. And these common barriers that come up that feel impossible to deal with. So the first thing that I do is I think about how I want to feel. No surprise there. If you've been a listener for any period of time, (laughs) no surprise that I would start with the question, how do I want to feel? And I will use this time to reflect back and think what felt really good about this year and what didn't. Now, for me personally, what felt what continues to feel challenging is because we do travel a lot And we don't travel typically like in one, it's not like we're gone for five months. So we're gone for seven to 10 days and then we're home for seven to 10 days and then we're gone for seven to 10 days and then we're home for seven to 14 days and then we're gone for 10 to 14 days. And it just seems to be like that for half the year. And so those of you who have maybe just like commutes to work every day. Maybe you have kids who are in activities or you have uh, adult children who are in and out or grandchildren who are in and out or like whatever it is in your life that feels like there's always something in motion. It's like we never get settled. So one of the things that I know when I reflect back is this sense of never never being settled. So things never being fully put away or like things even having a home. We have a whole, we still have a whole basket of stuff in our house that doesn't really have a home because we're always on the move with it. So it's this like bucket of, they're like toiletries and whatnot, but it goes from our house to our camper, to our vehicle when we go on trips without the camper. And it just like gets moved around everywhere. But that stuff is chaotic and it is clutter and I don't love it. So I noticed this year that one of the things I really did not like when I reflect back is this feeling of being unsettled. So when I think ahead to the next year and I want to feel uh, the opposite of that, you know, how does that play into my plans? How does it look for me to feel more settled or grounded? What does that look like? So I might want to consider that. Uh, I might want to consider, you know, I really loved where I... I made my work schedule this year, so I wasn't having to teach classes on the road, which in the past I've always just scheduled the classes wherever, and then no matter where I was on the road or not, that's just where I was. And this year I tried to schedule around being on the road, which was really helpful, and I loved that feeling. So start with how do you want to feel for the next year? So for me, I reflect back what felt great, what didn't feel great. And how do I want to feel for the year ahead? So from there, I get out a good old fashioned calendar. Whatever your calendar system is, get that out. And you're going to go ahead and look through the whole year as much as you can and schedule in the things that are immovable. So if you work a full-time job or a part-time job or whatever, or you know that you do school pickup or drop off, or you walk pets at a certain time, or these things that are immovable objects. Some people call them rocks, could be your daily grind, whatever it is, 
those are going to go on the calendar. If you already know that you have a wedding next May, that's going to go on the calendar. If you already know you have a trip planned, that's going to go on the calendar. So your rocks, your immovable objects are going to go on the calendar right now. That is steps on step number one. How do you want to feel? Reflect back. What did, what felt great? What didn't, how does that set you up for the next year? How you want to feel? Step number two, pull out your calendar, schedule in all those rocks, the daily grind. What is immovable? Step number three is to schedule in then your fun stuff. And this is where things get wild. And this is where people will not do this. And we're going to talk about why. Now, I will say that some people teach this or teach a method of planning where they want you to schedule in your fun stuff first, put yourself in first, and then all the other things. I have found that by and large, that doesn't work for people because most people aren't in complete control of their schedule. So there are things that are happening. And when you have just open space for yourself, we get overwhelmed by that. (laughs) We're overwhelmed by lots of choices and empty space. So I think putting in your rocks, your daily grind, the immovable stuff first works for the human brain better the way we've been socialized. Put those in first and then your fun stuff. Now, what do I mean by your fun stuff? Well, maybe every other Saturday you're going to take yourself to brunch. Maybe you have a trip planned. You're going to put it in there. Maybe you want to pick different hikes and you go ahead and you schedule them in for Sunday mornings throughout the year or something like that. Uh, And leave white space. The key here is to leave some white space for things that pop up, things that happen. But go ahead and schedule in these fun things you want to do and your rocks, your daily grind. And that is it. Like that is how you plan for the year ahead. How do you want to feel? And then make decisions based on that. So I have already planned for next year. Uh, Now, again, I have a lot of control over my schedule. So that's, but to some degree, to some I don't. So I teach a, or I do a, I host a ritual call with our membership community with the new moon every year, when our holistic witchery um, every year, every lunar cycle, I I do that with the new moon with all the Sabbaths I host a call. We host two virtual events. We have an in-person event happening in April. I teach our holistic witchery program on Mondays when that's live. So I already know that those things are happening. And to the extent of like, I guess I could pick a different day of the week or a different time, but I also have other people who attend those. They rely on the consistency. So I have those all already set up for all of 2024 so that I know when I have to work. The people who work with me know when they have to work so that everybody has the freedom to plan ahead for their year. So I've already scheduled all that in. And then I already have booked in all of our trips for next year. They're all already on the calendar. And then I know like when we're going to be home, when we're not going to be home, what we can say yes to, what we can't say yes to. It's already all on there. Now, why don't people do this? Because it's pretty simple. Just put it all in there. (laughs) (laughs) choose yourself and put it all in there. Why don't people do this? Well, if you know your expansion archetype, that can help you with this. So dig back into that if you have access to those videos. But if you don't, you're still going to get something from this. So keep on listening. One, folks are unsure. So this is a very mapper archetype energy where you're just like, I don't know, this is too many options. Somebody else knows the way I'm going to let somebody else do this. And I see this with uh, women in particular, who while women tend to be 
uh, they tend to be the ones who help drive decisions in families, particularly in um, heterosexual couples. Women are the ones who will kind of be the like driver of decisions, but they will often rely on others to be the like final hammer on the nail, so to speak. So looking to somebody else to say, well, is this the plane flight we're going to take? Is this the, is this okay? Do you approve? Do you agree? Like, are we on the same page here? And it's because you're unsure and trusting yourself and just making the call, making the decision and making the plans and arrangements, then you just don't do it. So it's a very mapper energy because there's, you don't know exactly. And you're like, oh, well, any of these different things could happen. So I'm not sure. So uncertainty will keep you from following through with planning your year ahead in alignment with the life you want to live. And that's why clarity on what you desire, clarity on your values and what you prioritize is imperative to creating a life that feels like magic. Because when you have clarity, that helps to to get rid of the uncertainty that keeps you from making decisions. So just being unsure will keep people from moving forward. The other thing that will keep folks from doing this and planning their year ahead would be the fear of overcommitting or that people will plan, but find that they're overcommitting during the planning and then don't follow through because they say like, oh, there's stuff every day. Nothing fits in. There's no time for me. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so overcommitted. I'm crowded out of my own life. That's a very wanderer energy in the expansion archetypes. So overcommitment and wanting to do everything, <laughs> which then feels like failure and too much. And then you don't put anything in. Another thing is the fear of making a wrong choice. So the fear of just picking something that's wrong and then wishing later you hadn't have done that or you hadn't made that decision. That's very adventurer type energy. A fourth thing that keeps people from doing this is feeling like they aren't the person, like there's an imposter syndrome that comes in when you're trying to make the plans. So you sit down to do it and then you have all your stuff out and suddenly you're like, who do I even think I am? Like, plan to go on these hikes. I, I don't even hike. It's on my vision board, but <laughs> I've never done it. Who do I think I am to do this? Or you sit down to plan your, your work weeks out and you're like, yeah, but my kids and my, my spouse, my partner, my boss, they never stick to this. Like they'll never let me stick to this. And then those attachments to what the past has been like, keep you from committing. Uh, and these stories of the kind of person you are keeps you from following through with planning ahead. Now, I think that planning ahead for the year, whether or not the plan changes, I mean, even my plans, my best laid plans change, but it gives you a sense of comfort that you know what's coming. And it gives you a sense of comfort that you've made space for yourself. And it's a, it's like planning for the year ahead is the ultimate vision casting because you have literally written on a piece of paper or your digital calendar or whatever, you have put it down <laughs> on, on paper that you were doing these things. You're like, yes, I'm saying yes to myself to go to brunch. I'm saying yes to myself to take this, this camping trip. I'm saying yes to myself to go get my hair done. Uh, you know, every third Thursday or something like that, whatever it is that you do, you have put it down and cast it as part of your vision. So planning for the year ahead, it's not just a logistical act. It is vision casting for the life you want to live. So how do you want to feel? Here's how you're going to feel that way on your 
plan for the next year. But these things like being unsure, somebody else knows the right way. Somebody else is better at this than I am. I don't know. I'm going to let somebody else decide. Just wanting to just over committing and filling your whole calendar in some attempt to demonstrate your strength, your capability, your self-worth. That will keep you from success here. Being afraid you're going to make the wrong choices or feeling like, you know, that imposter syndrome. Who am I to do this? What do I, what am I even thinking? This isn't like me. Why would I do this? Oh my gosh. Wait, wait until my family sees this. They're going to see that I put this on the calendar and they're all going to laugh at me or no one's going to let me do this. And all of these things that pop up in this, the, your mind, the stories you're telling yourself will keep you from not only planning, but if you do plan, following through on it. And so it's a whole process of setting these intentions, taking action. And then when you get afraid of taking the action, following through, doing the shadow work to understand why, and then increasing your capacity for new things engaging in ritual to help you reset and align with the person you want to be and then doing it over again and practicing again. That is how we create the next version of ourselves who does make the plan, does follow through and does cast the vision. All right. So how to plan for the year ahead. Number one, how do you want to feel? Number two, put in your daily grind, the immovable objects, just get them in there. It'll be comforting, some stability, like, you know, this is going to happen. Number three, get your fun stuff on the calendar. Don't let your life go to chance. Do not let your life go to chance because if you let it be just everything at chance, nothing will happen for you. Life does not show up at your front doorstep with a silver platter and say, hey, life's here. I'm going to take you on a date. No, don't let it go to chance. Put it on the calendar. You will thank yourself six months from now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you put it on there and then you, you, it shows up and you're like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to take myself out today because I put it on the calendar way back in December because Sarah said to plan for the year ahead. All right, there you go. There's your steps. Super easy. Make a ritual of it. Light a candle, pull some cards, enjoy the experience. Planning, planning is one of my favorite rituals actually to do a meditation, pull some cards, like align to my inner energy and how things have been feeling, what I'm not seeing in my life, what shadows are coming up, and then sort of move forward. All right. Now I'm going to actually, because I talked about ritual and pulling cards, I'm going to pull you a card. Like I said, it's my birthday. So y'all get, let's see what we get here. I'm using the Yuletide Tarot here by, this is by Christopher Hughes, the Yuletide Tarot. I just got it. I love Christmas. If you don't know this about me. I'm the only witch person I know who just wishes they could live in the North Pole. That is totally me. If there was a sign up to live in the North Pole with Santa and the elves, I would be there. (laughs) All right. I don't know what my job would be, but (laughs) I'd be there with bells on. (laughs) Okay. Let's see here. What do we got? Card number one. Card number two. I'm liking that. I'm going to pull a third card for us. Again, this is the Yuletide Tarot by Christopher Hughes. Good one. Okay. We got the page of candles, the 10 of gifts and death. So the page of candles, that's our page of wands. Ignite a creative energy. Bring back some a youthful spark to your creative prowess, your passion. What are you excited about? What are you gonna what are you gonna light up for this year? The 10 of gifts when you know what you're passionate about, then you not only radiate happiness and fulfillment 
for yourself, but all those around you. And then death. To do this, we must leave behind with the new year anything that is not allowing for that spark, that passion to shine through. So creative prowess, what are you bringing back to the forefront that sparks your joy, lights you up to your life? When you do this, it'll radiate out to everybody else in your life too. Your happiness, your spark, your joy, your passion will radiate to everybody you impact. To do this, we must leave behind that which steals our joy and our spark and our creativity in 2023. Yes, let's all do that. Okay. Thank you for hanging with me today. Uh, if you are interested in healing your stories next year and having community and having Team TSE as uh, your leaders and your comrades in this journey of creating life that feels like magic, check out our Holistic Witchery program. We do have a special registration uh, time and open for you. We'd love to have you in there. You can find more at holisticwitchery.com. All right, y'all. Until next time, I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead. If you liked this episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it will really help us spread everyday magic, intention, and intuition to the masses and helps us so much as a small business. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. There are new episodes every Tuesday. And as always, thank you so much for listening and being part of the community here at the Sisters Enchanted. And we'll see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.